Cobra's shooting a laser into a pit, so this is already shaping up to be a good one. Oh, we're trying to raise up that ancient evil that Destro's family forged an unspeakable bond with from back in that episode where Lady J almost got eaten by an octopus. Well, one of the episodes where Lady J almost got eaten by an octopus. I realize that this has happened more than once. Next, we cut to some sad sack, and you can tell he's a sad sack because he's in a tiny, dingy apartment eating beans out of the can. I think we all know that this is movie and TV shorthand for a guy whose life is not exactly going the way he'd hoped. He flashes back to a recent adventure, which ends with a bunch of Joes going out for a night on the town. Nice to see they weren't deterred by that recent nightclub launching into space incident. We see Roadblock in this outfit, which might be in the top three things I've seen so far in 93 episodes of this show. And look, his shirt changes color when the camera angle changes. Now that's using this team's access to bizarre technology to its fullest potential. Then it all comes together. Beans from the can guy was Dial Tone, whose re-enlistment application was denied because his performance wasn't up to standard. And man, if it were possible to go back in time and interact with fictional characters, I would absolutely do that and leap to Dial Tone's defense because he has saved the day or contributed to saving the day far more than certain members of this team were held in much higher esteem. <coughs> Sergeant Slaughter, <coughs> General Hawk. Dial Tone, now just Mr. Morelli, I guess. This is gonna be weird, like when I had to call shipwreck Hector Delgado. Anyway, he's approached by a woman who calls herself Chipper Dugan, which is definitely a real name and not some kind of Baroness or Zorana alias. She approaches him to build a communications device, and if this dummy doesn't immediately figure out that this is Cobra trying to recruit him, then I take back what I said, and he completely deserves to have been thrown off the team in disgrace. Huh? Yeah, sure, I guess so. Why not? Oh, dial tone. Sure enough, it was Zorana, and this is all part of Cobra Commander's scheme to overthrow Serpentor, presumably by using that thing we saw in the opening scene. And this is exactly the sort of episode that I've been waiting for since Serpentor showed up. They keep almost hinting that we're gonna see this great power struggle inside of Cobra, but it's barely been a thing. Surely this time they won't pull the football away. Dial tone goes to work for Cobra, but Flint is already here undercover, and oh god, this is gonna be extra rough for dial tone because Flint was the one who fired him in the first place. Now he's gonna have to look his old boss in the eye when he uncovers even further evidence why he was right to fire his ass. I guess it could all be an elaborate hoax, but when has this show ever done something like that? Then they don't suspect the ruse we pulled on them? Well, at least the dumb reveal came here and not at the end. Also, Flint's secret codename for this operation is Checkmate, which is fine as secret codenames go, but... Hawks is bird one. You guys couldn't have kept these thematically consistent? Maybe checkmate and, oh, I don't know. Is there some kind of authority figure represented on a chessboard? Then again, I'm not sure why I expect anything else from Hawk, whose name is a type of bird, so that's the name he picked. Flint is discovered and captured, but now Cobra has the technology to mimic his voice, so they're gonna keep calling back to bird one with updates. And I guarantee Bird One will completely swallow this like so much regurgitated worm. Thankfully, Mainframe is not an idiot and figures it out almost immediately. Dialtone actually manages to release the ineffable horror, but then, upon hearing the sinister voice bellowing about human sacrifices, goes to switch the thing off. Zorana stops him and unleashes the harshest weapon in her arsenal, calling someone a dingo. Then Cobra Commander shows up, grabs the mic, and begins negotiating an unholy pact with the thing, and this is it! We're actually gonna kick that football this time! Who's the blockhead now, Lucy? The monster reveals itself, and this time it's not an octopus, but maybe it's like one of those choose-my-form things like Zool. I would totally buy that this thing was floating around in Cobra Commander's mind someplace. The Joes arrive and fight the thing, while Dialtone discovers the imprisoned Flint and sets him free. Hawk grabs them both and starts giving Dialtone orders. This, to me, is a test of Dialtone's character. These people smeared his reputation and made him believe his career was ruined just so they could- Oh, he just did what Hawk told him to do. 
So he gets a big fat F on that character test. The thing Hawk ordered him to do is to call Cobra to warn Serpentor that the big monster was coming for him. Naturally, Serpentor doesn't believe this because Cobra Commander couldn't possibly succeed at anything. Snakes who live in glass enclosures probably shouldn't throw stones, dude. Cobra doesn't fare particularly well fighting the thing off. Then I must lure the creature away from the Terradrome in order to save Cobra. Wait. What? When did he suddenly develop nobility? I mean, it's a cool moment, but it's not exactly consistent with every other thing we've seen him do so far. Then Destro, who knows all about this thing because his family was responsible for it in the first damn place, calls Hawk with advice on how to stop it. Which, again, is cool. I tend to like those moments when everyone puts aside their differences for the greater good, but it's a little weird that he waited until after Serpentor left to do this. Is Cobra starting to turn on this leader now, too? The secret is a chant. If you think I'm not going to see what that sounds like backwards, then you don't know me at all. Anybody listening to this backwards for a secret occult message is a real dweeb. I was already prepared to call this my new favorite episode of G.I. Joe, but that clinches it. Sorry, Cold Slither, you did your best, but nothing is topping that. I don't just mean in the next two episodes in the movie, I mean in my life. Nothing I see for the rest of my days is ever going to top that. The chant works and the Lovecraftian monstrosity is driven to a deep sea trench. Serpentor claims this as a victory and support for him is now stronger than ever. This is more like the Serpentor I know. Then this scene happens. It sure hurts when the rest of the world thinks you're a loser. Well, now we know how Dialtone must have felt. Wow. Just... wow. 